it's just weird navigating that because that is still so new on YouTube and I'm not really sure how it works yet. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, the whole new podcast section, that's one that I have not explored at all. Yeah. Um, and I, you're right. I, ha- I don't think I've ever, that I've noticed, been pushed a full podcast um, unless it's something that I've subscribed to or whatever. Yeah. But I definitely, the same as you, I see all these clips coming up of big creator podcasts uh, that are being recorded on video and then also posted as clips. I see that all the time. I just saw one. It was actually a Joe Rogan clip where he had Elon Musk on and Elon Musk had drove the Tesla Cybertruck to the podcast and he shot, Joe Rogan shot the Cybertruck with his bow and arrow. Like that's kind of an <laughs> iconic moment, you know? Yep. That's funny because that is such a visual thing yeah. to have on a podcast now. I'm like, I'm going to shoot the truck with a right. bow and arrow. Right. Clearly video is top of mind for everybody yep. doing this. guys welcome back to the creator files podcast so today we want to pop in and talk about the goals we have for this podcast and it is pretty meta we really want to figure out what it takes to grow a podcast and so of course we have other goals kind of inherently in these challenges we do want to learn more about youtube and blogging and other platforms that we test out with all of these challenges we want to learn from our guests we want to make connections with our guests but we also really want to learn more about what it's like to grow a podcast, especially a public facing facing podcast right now, because we've done quite a bit of podcasting in the past, but a lot of it are private podcasts for our Project 24 community. And then also a lot of them, they were just a while ago. Yeah, We haven't done it in a while. So yep. we're just want to kind of dig into some of our goals and um, some things we want to test out and really discover about podcasting itself. You know, we've had these other podcasts that have been behind a paywall and so we already have this audience who's kind of committed and interested in listening um, but growing the audience um, I, I'm very curious to see you know we've always when we talk about podcasting or kind of historically as we've talked about podcasting it's always been you know podcasting is really great for strengthening your your audience if you have a current audience uh, but it's more difficult to grow an audience and so I'm really excited to kind of figure out the ins and outs of trying to grow up like an organic podcast audience. So many people talk about it as if you almost can't like, mm-hmm. well, if you have an existing audience, great. Yeah. But you're not going to grow the podcast, but surely there has to be some right. ways. Right. Well, you'd think like, you know, there's tons of really, really popular podcasts out there. Well, how do they grow? Was it just luck every single time, you know, or only a few podcasts ever destined to take off? Right. I don't think that's the case. Um, there's gotta be something about, the I don't know strategy or maybe there's like podcast algorithms or whatever like I honestly don't know but there's got to be something to make you know from point a to point b easier um, and not just luck and we're gonna figure it out we've got a long time to test this out and something that I really want to figure out is how long it takes to start like ranking mm-hmm. on the podcast searching so when people search like an apple podcast right for a keyword I know we don't come up yet I want to see how long it takes before we can actually start ranking if there's any tricks to speed that up. Mm-hmm. Paid promotion is another thing. I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to test it out, even though paid promotion really isn't typically our thing. Right. We're really into growing things organically. And I want to figure out how to grow it organically, but also test out what the potential is right. with paid growth, especially if it's just so hard on the discoverability side of things. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with YouTube or blogging, we know how to do it without paid promotion. We know it's possible and we know it can be done fairly quickly. With podcasting, of course, I'm sure you can grow a podcast without paid promotion, but if we find that it's just taking too long and isn't really practical when some paid promotion could make a big difference early on, I think it'd be worth trying out. One of the big reasons we've done that historically is just because a lot of people that kind of find our brand really like that. You know, there's this group of people who may be willing to go out and you know, change, you know, these nickels for dimes and, you know, do the paid promotion, do all that. But I think there's a lot of people out there who don't have the money to do that and they just kind of want to bootstrap it, which is great, but it's not the only way. And like you said, sometimes it probably does make sense. You know, a lot of these big startups that happen, tech startups or whatever, um, a lot of them have money behind them. Right. Um, And sometimes it takes money to get that engine rolling. So I I definitely don't think it's something we should totally write off. I think in the past we've had our reasoning uh, for not doing a ton of this paid promotion because I think we really have appealed to a lot of people um, by not. But I think that this is kind of a separate case study. Um, And so I think there wouldn't be really an issue doing that. Yeah. And another thing we've been talking about is using other platforms. So of course we already have a bit of an audience, but still with the creator files podcast since we've launched, we aren't getting a ton of downloads. Yeah. We're getting a couple hundred, few hundred if you count the YouTube side of things per episode. Mm-hmm. And we definitely want to bump that up a lot. And part of it is, yeah, we want to give more to our current audience, but we also want to grow it as much as possible. Like right. I would love to see what it takes to grow a podcast to be mm-hmm. really big. And I wonder which platforms are best to grow a podcast alongside. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I I think that that's kind of a really interesting question because there's so many social platforms out there. And I mentioned earlier, we've always kind of thought of podcasts as like this really great way to strengthen your audience, maybe not necessarily grow it. But like you said, there's really got to be a better way to grow the audience because I don't think it's just luck for all these large podcasts. So you know, is it Instagram? Is do you post your podcast and then you post a clip on Instagram or a soundbite or whatever? Or is it, you know, I don't know, Pinterest or Facebook or whatever. Like, what is it that could make the difference? I do think, you know, over the last couple years, especially podcasting or video podcasting, I say particularly on YouTube is becoming bigger and bigger. And I think that there's something about that. Um, I think YouTube is, you know, the YouTube algorithm is great for helping you find, you know, helping the audience that you're looking for find you. And so I think that, you know, you could kind of utilize that. I think we should be trying to utilize that to our advantage because YouTube will find an audience for us. And so I think that a lot of people have capitalized on that as podcasts have become kind of repopular, um, kind of among a lot of mainstream creators. So I think YouTube, I would imagine YouTube is a really big one uh, just due to their algorithms and what, you know, kind of what that platform is for. Plus people like YouTube. Uh, It's just a totally different ball game than maybe a, podcasting platform um, and you know it's visual so maybe you know like maybe you're sitting here listening to this podcast on a podcast app but there are probably also people watching this podcast on video where we could potentially be putting up screenshots and you know different things like that we want to illustrate as we talk about so I think there's also power there which then could convert into short clips you know like yeah there's there's cool. strategies that people are using on YouTube kind of this whole thing that I'm explaining Um, And now, you know, if you get enough views on YouTube, you're making ad revenue and maybe you can dump that back into the podcast. Maybe it's paid promotions. Like I think that there's there's something there. And so I would imagine YouTube is is a big piece, but there's probably other platforms that are really helpful too. And with YouTube, 
you have like the podcasting side of YouTube where they've you know separated podcasts mm-hmm. in their own category now, and that is so new. Yeah, and I I don't feel like YouTube is recommending podcasts to me that are you know set as actual podcasts. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll see you know maybe some somebody summarizing Joe Rogan or maybe even right. a full right Joe Rogan episode or something you know a really huge podcast. Right. But as far as like the podcast player side of YouTube. I don't know how they're promoting it. I've done some shorts for creator files and mm-hmm. that has increased the spread a bit. Mm-hmm. I want to do more of those. Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird navigating that because that is still so new on YouTube and I'm not really sure how it works yet. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, yeah, the whole new podcast section, that's one that I have not explored at all. Yeah. Um, and I, you're right. I ha- I don't think I've ever that I've noticed been pushed a full podcast um, unless it's something that I've subscribed to or whatever. Yeah. But I definitely, the same as you, I see all these clips coming up of big creator podcasts uh, that are being recorded on video and then also posted as clips. I see that all the time because those are a lot of those things that are being said. They're kind of semi-viral moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw one. It was actually a Joe Rogan clip where he had Elon Musk on and Elon Musk had drove the Tesla Cybertruck to the podcast and he shot, Joe Rogan shot the cyber truck with his bow and arrow like that's kind of an <laughs> iconic moment you know yep um and so like that's something that even though it was on the podcast technically it was that really short clip and i you know a lot of times that'll cause me to go listen to a full episode if i'm really interested in the guest or something but but yeah i'll be interested to see what youtube does as a platform to be pushing longer podcasts yeah that's funny because that is such a visual thing yeah to have on a podcast now like i'm gonna shoot the truck with a right. bow and arrow right Clearly, video is top of mind for everybody yep. doing this. Yep. Yeah. I think there is a huge opportunity with YouTube, though. Hopefully, there isn't too much of a delay in the podcasting side of things. Mm-hmm. I know with shorts, it's like it feels like it's mm-hmm. taking YouTube forever yeah. to figure out how to make shorts work well. Well, now that you say that, I kind of wonder if maybe that's part of YouTube's strategy. And again, this is totally a guess. Mm-hmm. But maybe they just know that pushing a longer podcast, you know, if you're looking at a one or two hour length podcast, people are probably fairly unlikely to click that right off the bat. Yeah. You know, it's like trying to sell someone who just comes to your website on a $10,000 product. It's like, there's a barrier there, Yeah. but these clips that people are posting, that's kind of like the advertisement or it's, you know, they're, they're promoting their podcast by posting these short clips and maybe that just converts people over to the longer episodes. And so maybe the podcasting section on YouTube is just a place to store the podcasts and then the promotion or the interest is generated by the clips. That's a total guess, but to me, that would kind of make sense. I, I wonder if just, you know, the longer episodes in comparison to all the other YouTube content, that's maybe five minutes, 20 minutes in length. They probably just don't have that good of a chance of being clicked, generally speaking, in comparison to the other content that's being shown. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. It's a, a huge commitment to right. watch an hour right. long episode or something. Right. Yeah. Another thing I'm a little concerned about, to be honest with this podcast, and I'm curious to see like if we have to pivot in the future mm-hmm. or what happens with it. But just the fact that we are wanting to explore so much or like yeah. AI and podcasting and other platforms like Instagram that we haven't really played with yet. And, you know, we want to interview people that are experts on making e-courses. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be able to have a loyal audience? Right. And I think all those things will help us really reach a lot of new people mm-hmm. because, you know, every time we dabble in one of those things, we meet new people and their right. audience. And of course, you know, have, being broad will help us. But how many people are really interested to hear about all of those? I think there are some for sure that right. like they're they're really into their topic and their niche and they 
are curious about all the potential ways of really promoting it. You know, people who have these websites or, or YouTube channels and they really want to just be an authority in their area, it makes sense for them to consider all these platforms and all these different strategies. But I think it will limit us on the yeah. loyalty of our audience since we're not just picking one thing. We're not just doing right. YouTube or blogging. Right. I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah, that's a that's a probably a fair thing to be worried about. You know, you think about like a true crime podcast. Mm-hmm. Every one of those people listening, they're united by the topic. Um, whereas our this podcast is really, the topic is creators. You know, it's like everything in the creative space potentially, but that's a pretty broad topic. Yeah. So you're probably right. For every guest that we have, you know, maybe 10% of those people stick around for the, for the next topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how that, impacts our growth or, or kind of the longevity of the audience. Uh, Cause I would imagine, you know, people come, they watch for a certain number of episodes really, um, you know, religiously, and then they probably leave at some point. So it'll be interesting to see if that lifespan of the listener is shorter just because we're switching topics um, yeah. or maybe we just get a smaller percentage of people that stay for longer and maybe people kind of fall off quicker. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. YouTube will keep recommending right. YouTube videos, podcasts, especially if you're not watching it on YouTube. I mean, it's there still mm-hmm. on your feed sort of, but it's not the same. And I, I just think if somebody gets out of the habit of it, yeah. if they watch one, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm really interested in Facebook. And then the next one is Instagram. Maybe they're interested enough in Instagram mm-hmm. and they listen to that one. And then the next one is blogging. And they're like, right. oh, I don't care. Yeah. The next one is AI and they don't care. At what point do they stop making it a habit? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how important is these repeat consistent listens? Right for our loyalty of your audience. So we're going to find that out. That'll be interesting to find out. One other yeah. thing that I was, that I mentioned earlier to you is I'm interested about kind of the monetization. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had these internal podcasts for our audience kind of in project 24, but we've not ever really done sponsorships on a podcast um, or kind of fairly recently. We haven't um, affiliate marketing potentially. I'd be just really interested to know what the monetization looks like. You know, is affiliate marketing on a podcast better than it is on YouTube because we have a really dedicated audience or Mm -hmm. is it worse? You know, like where does it fall in kind of the monetization value? You know, we find a lot of value in the um, monetization on YouTube because we get YouTube ads kind of as a baseline. Usually it's not a ton of money, but then if you have a product or a service or something like that to offer your audience, people convert really well. Yeah. Um, is it the same for podcasts? Is it less? I don't know. That's one that I'm really, really interested to find out. Yeah, me too. I feel like for ads, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't even know the numbers on it at all. I just know in my own experience listening to podcasts, I think I have tried, you know, of my favorite podcasts, mm-hmm. I think I have tried everything they've advertised that I even am remotely interested in. You right. know, sometimes you can, they do right. an ad for something that I know I don't care about, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe it's the repeat, Yeah, the repeat little prompts that makes you, yeah think about it a lot or and I'm sure the trust that's built there, you know, yeah. like, well, they're promoting this thing. I'll check it out. As far as affiliates, like I, if people actually go to the show, it's no, that's right. That's something to consider. And another thing is, um, I know this has been a problem for a few years now is people using the codes and throwing them out all over the internet. Right. And so it's like, you can have a really unique link in the show notes but people are less likely to go to the show notes. I'm more like, right. I know I'm more likely to think about it later and just right. type in their code or whatever. But if we're not able to do that because of the way people are sharing them and now AI is causing more problems with that, it's just like mm-hmm. scanning the whole web for any codes, automatically yeah, applying them. It's so frustrating. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because then, then there's no way to track how. Right. Right. Yeah. One thing that I am also maybe a milestone I'm excited for on the podcast is I feel like, you know, with the sponsorship discussion, like we have to be sponsored by some of the, by the sponsors that sponsor every podcast. Yeah. You know, it's like better help. Like <laughs> right. they, spo- I, I, they have to sponsor nearly every podcast I've ever listened it's to. Insane. There's some of these sponsors that literally sponsor every single podcast that I honestly think I've ever listened to. It's like at what, at what point do they sponsor a podcast? Do you have to have a certain number of listens or downloads mm-hmm. every month? Um, I don't know. It just feels like, you know, you hear, I hear an ad come on a podcast and I just, I sometimes play a game in my mind. It's like, okay, is it going to be Monday? Is it better help? It's like, there's like five of these huge sponsors that always sponsor people. So yeah, um, I'm excited to figure out what that landscape looks like on the sponsorship side. I was just listening to a podcast the other day um, and the person on the podcast, the host was talking about how they're kind of part of this, agency kind of a podcast agency where they work with you know there's multiple creators in the agency and then they have someone to help them find sponsors be really interesting to figure out if that would ever be worth it yeah um in this case they got scammed so it wasn't but but there's probably services i know there's services like that for other creators so i would imagine that there's probably some that would be worthwhile for our listeners who want to grow a podcast i want to figure out like how much is it the ads Versus other ways, like you said, like affiliate links mm-hmm. or, you know, even promoting your own stuff right. that you create. Yeah, good point. Probably better in most cases. So yeah. it's hard. And it depends on like the type of podcast, right? Yep. If it's entertainment or something or storytelling or true crime, like what are you going to make an ebook about? Maybe a sweatshirt or a hat. Yeah, yeah, some merch. <laughs> some merch. Mm-hmm. Again, though, for merch to do well, right. it has to be pretty big. Yeah, you have so. to do volume. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably a lot out there that we haven't even come across or explored yet. So it'll be really cool to get there. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to dive in and learn more about podcasting. So those are some of our goals. Um, As far as like downloads and listens, hoping to get to, I'm hoping 2,000 at a minimum Mm -hmm. within a year per episode. Um, 5,000 would be like the high end, but I don't think it's impossible. Yeah. So that's what we're going to go for. Um, And yeah. We might pivot along the way. We might narrow the niche a little bit um, from, you know, all of these platforms. We might right. narrow it down. But I would love to keep it open mm-hmm. if we can, just so we can really explore everything. Because I know a lot of our audience, like in Project 24, they want to know yeah. which platforms are working and how to how to do a little bit of all of them or a little bit of a few of them. Um, yeah. So thank you for helping grow this podcast, Nathan. Yeah. I'm excited. It'll be fun. Yeah. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.